0: Welcome back to another episode of the Broski doodles podcast and we once again are blessed to have our dear friend Diego here on the podcast and he's he's here he's back again cuz he just we, he couldn't stay silent he couldn't do it <laughs> he just uh he felt there was a, a a deep deep thing he needed to talk to us about and I'm and I for one I'm super welcoming before we get into that I want to always as, you know, you guys understand or you guys know that Kiko, Flo, the one, the only, is also in the building. So we're not forgetting about him <laughs> either. And Diego, the man, the myth, the legend. Myself included, Stevie D. Welcome to the Broski Doodles podcast. Diego, I'm going to pass this one off to you, man. What's what's going on? What's What's burning on your heart these days? All right, so...
1: Once again, thanks for having me. <laughs>
2: it's all good. It's so, all yeah.
1: Good. And you think about your fucking words very carefully.
2: But yeah, I was apologizing right to now. Kiko a couple of seconds ago. You think of very carefully
1: <laughs> when you come into this podcast. Especially now that I have the Sevilla hat. Right. You know,
2: all right? Rogging the Spain
1: but- bandera right there in your head. <laughs> oh, is that all what right, that is?
0: So- I thought he was just trying yeah. to beat Jason Mraz.
1: No, but that is Spanish,
2: bandera <laughs> So after 37 episodes that I've been listening to and just been arguing by myself in the car or exercising or walking, there was a subject that really got to me and the reason why it got to me is that I lived in Colombia. I was telling this to Steve uh, as a priv- privileged uh, kid before I had to leave because I got kidnapped Me and my family were kidnapped in Colombia. And in the 90s, we had to live to the US. And that's why I lived in the US for like, I don't know, over 10 years. Then I had to go back to Colombia. And as a young adult, I started seeing the world a bit different. I wasn't a spoiled child anymore. And I started looking for things that started making sense, specifically money wise. Like I left home when I was 17. And I started questioning things like, like socialism and communism. And that's why these past episodes with Santi about UBI, whether it's good, welfare, whether it's good, uh, they touched a pretty deep um, part inside of me where I'm still undecided, but I've had my ideas. Um, First of all, I do think that in like Canada, um, you should be able to have all of your basic needs met. If you want to be a stoner and just smoke out, and that should be able to be <laughs> um, considered. You're considered, already
0: considered, a Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> well, no, come on. I, uh, we all know. Me. No, no, <laughs> that, all know. The amount same, of pot same. that I've smoked no, well, we, over we, time. we all don't
1: know. The brosky doodles don't, but. <laughs> Let's just leave it like that. But it's just, it's just the way that you started was just like,
2: well, the thing is that if, if you, you want to smoke
1: weed and like, you know, do podcasts and think you're going to fucking, you know, get somewhere. I mean, whatever, you know, that's you. that. <laughs> no, that's definitely that.
2: not where I'm going. The, the, oh. the, the, <laughs> the worry, idea right. behind that, that that phrase is that it's beautiful how in Canada they don't objectify the fact that you're a drug consumer, even if it's not weed, even if it's something heavier or lighter, pharmaceuticals or whatever. Um the state will provide you with the necessity for you to not have to go out of your way to consume that and still be functioning within society to take that uh, abuse to the maximum level of your potential. That's something that I believe in. I believe that as a consumer of many things, um, I don't think that that has to put me out of society's uh, productive uh, margins, you know. Um, Also, because I'm working on projects that are not being completely beneficial to the current state of an economic system in that place, that I should be left out of that economic system. If I'm met uh, with everything that I need, uh, housing, food, and whatever I need to take to keep my mind properly working in my emotional system in tech then why not
1: you know um yeah but the, the question is how how does it get paid right like all these things that you're talking about giving to the people that need it right need to be paid like i think that's what the discussion leads to like i think we all want and if i'm maybe on, on in, interpreting what you said wrong you know let me know but like i think we all want people to that need help to get the help and we all want people to live better ultimately now mm-hmm. i worry about how certain plans are made by certain political parties without any regard or or, or with this to the cost of it and, and who's gonna pay for it and if it's gonna be morally right or if, it, if it's even possible so when we talk about you, you talk about with santi we have we talked that day about ubi we talked about. Uh, social programs we talked about taxes where do you think you fall uh in in a debate of like okay people that have businesses and create wealth for themselves but also create many jobs and and provide services that make people's lives better are they to blame like is it bad that they have so much money or Mm -hmm. is, is it rightfully deserved and then the people at the bottom like i think you told me recently you sent me like a like a quote, which I think sounded good. It, it said, "Uh, like, do you blame the world for your situation, or do you take responsibility?" And so, h- how how do you tie that all together? Where do you fall in that in that in that scheme of of thought?
2: All right, that's awesome. That's that's a great question, cause for us to have the people that need that uh, basic income, per se, to be able to live. Uh, Properly, without them having to do shady shit on the side, you need those rich ass people to pay taxes. Like me in Spain right now, I let's say I have a ten thousand dollar contract. Forty-one percent of that is going into taxes, and I have no problem with that. I live pretty good. However, I could be doing that on the side uh, without paying taxes, uh, keeping that forty-one percent for me. Uh, go into unemployment and then get the unemployment checks that rightfully quote-unquote I would be able to get so that's when when the subject about do those people that make like two hundred billion dollars are morally wrong now I don't believe that's accurate cuz why does someone having a good projection for business become uh, a stepping stone in morale like is it like a like a drug dealer that's maybe creating a mafia and killing a shitload of people and leaving a lot of people like on the side to be able to make that money or is he making it, making it legit like like I, I remember i made some notes about the things that were controversial and the things that need to be reassessed and the main one is fact or opinion Is it a fact that we all need to buy shit from Amazon? It's not, that's an opinion. That's because just we want to buy shit from from Amazon and we'd rather spend our money there than maybe stocking up for the next pandemic before prices go up. Do we need water? Do we need food? Do we need shelter? Do we need somewhere to be able to live properly with our family without going into a depression state, without being able to create limits for ourselves to develop, I don't know, the artist world properly, whether it is photography or music, we need that. That's that's a fact. We need to be able to be mentally and emotionally stable to be able to move forward in the world. But if I right now start a business that tomorrow makes 200 billion bucks and I'm doing everything well, well, my taxes are paying for those people's being able to live like that. So how is that morally wrong? Is it morally wrong that I'm blaming other people for being successful? Well, I could have a hundred opinions about that shit, but that's not gonna change the facts. And I think that's- you
1: think, do you think ultimately that the fact that you created a vision about a business um, and then it worked and it was successful, That, as long as it was all done legitimately, there's nothing morally wrong of you having that much money, right? That's what you're
2: saying. Yeah, yeah, at all, at all. Oh, specifically having people like, well, just thinking about Amazon. Like when I was living in that shit little town with under a thousand people where there's like three stores and I wanted to get something for my camera. Well, my only resource was Amazon or AliExpress to be able to get that business. So am I to be able to, am I gonna feel bad about them people being rich because I'm benefiting from that? No. What about all those other people in third world countries that are not able to go to like a micro center, which is a store that I really hope to get to be able to go and walk into one day or B&H or B&H in New York. I'm not able to do that shit, but I'm always aware of the the market value, how it moves up and down Mm -hmm. in Amazon. And I project my whole income during the year to be able to buy in those specific dates to save a bunch of money. Does that make me responsible for making them more money? No, I'm just thinking about myself. I'm not thinking, oh shit, I'm gonna do it so they could get less money. At the end of the day, we're all spending our money in whatever way we think it's responsible. And let's not talk shit. Those people are paying taxes. Mm -hmm. Sure, there's a lot of way that they can move around their taxes. And like right now we just spend, Yeah, we're in October right here in Spain. I'm pretty sure in a lot of other countries, we're in the trimester where we have to declare taxes and pay a lot of the trimester taxes. And right now I just paid about 41% of my trimester's income. Am I mad about that shit? Because it's going to be able to help other people live well?
1: Yes. No, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) am Am I mad these motherfuckers are taking half of the shit that I made without putting any fucking thing in? I mean, I kind of feel a certain way about it, <laughs> but am I cool that is helping the people that need it? Eh, okay. No. <laughs> no. Oh, man. No, well, you know, yeah.
0: it's funny. I don't know if I'm digressing a little bit too much here, but I want to know, uh, the other day I I filled out, like, a um, uh, who should I vote for link, and one of the questions was about taxing, taxing specifically these people who are super rich, and so it started off with it saying like do you think that we should uh tax the rich more and it was yes or no and i'm like no and then it says you know more options and i'm like all right said you know yes but it should be a flat tax or yes it should be stricter you know regulations or something like that and then there was like the no ones like no they you know whatever like the other opposite the opposition and i guess i want to know like if you it would do you guys think that there's a a type of there's a happy median to yes if uh, i do kind of understand and see that in order for for there to be more money in the system for those who are less fortunate and we're not going to even get into the topic of people who are willing to work and not willing to work but if for in if there's needs to be money moved into the system then the rich need to be taxed more how would you see there being a better method of taxing the rich uh, you know specifically like do you think it should be a flat tax do you think we should do away with deductions Like you know, or, but maintain the bracket. Like, uh, how do you, how do you uh, see that? Do well, you... the thing is that taxed is um,
2: leveled out to your income. If you make 600 bucks a month, you're getting taxed 21%. You're obviously paying way less than if I make 10,000 bucks a month and paying right. that same 21%. So it's,
0: it's always going to be way more for the people that make more money. Well, it, so my understanding of the tax brackets is that you pay more taxes the more you go up. But not because, not by percentage, but by the bracket that you are in. So I don't know if it's, it, it might be a flat tax where you guys are at. And that's why I'm curious if, if that is a system that works over there. You you guys were saying 41%, you, you the numbers being thrown around 21%. But do you think that... Here in the U.S., maybe because I'm not I'm not an econ- an economist, or I don't really f- dial down. We know. But uh, but Kiko probably Kiko not knows even. knows more than me in this topic, and and maybe you do too, Diego. But basically, I just want to know if do you think that a flat tax, if everyone who works pays 20 percent back, or do we do like once you reach 55, once you reach 100k, once you reach you know, a million a year. You know, if if you go from paying seventeen percent, twenty two percent, thirty three percent. You know what I'm saying? Like these brackets. Well, because um, yeah. I don't, I don't believe in the brackets personally. I think that it should be a flat tax. But I want to know your opinion.
2: Well, I was gonna ask you about the brackets because I really don't know about the brackets. I I really well, the just started
1: to, to start off. Uh, Stephen thinks that brackets are a social construct. Brackets are a social construct, so, sort of like genders are nowadays.
0: I'm totally lost I'm, to you, but sure. I'm just fucking into it.
1: Steven pretty much doesn't like the brackets. What are the brackets? Well, just like it, it is like this in Spain as well, Steve. Depending mm-hmm. on how much you make, you fall under a specific percentage of income tax that you got to pay. And the more you make, that it, that percentage gets higher. So, depending on the bracket that you're in or section yeah. that you're in, right? Like if in, in the. In, here yeah. if you don't make more than 21,000 in Spain you don't pay any taxes. If you make up to 50, you pay like 14% or 20% and you keep going 35%. So that's what he's saying. So I'm actually looking at him here. I don't know in about that.
2: Holy
0: shit. I could
1: be yeah.
2: saving money cuz I make less than 20 20,000 a year so, so far. So welcome to
1: being
0: a fucking Republican. <laughs> yeah, so maybe the thing is
1: people don't actually go online and research things and yeah. find out ways that they could save money, depending on their tax bracket, something <laughs> yeah. that you could find by just Googling, uh, well, yeah, I no, is that I, mean, I have
2: a lawyer and an accountant, so they're probably not doing the research. Cause I pay no, them to they gotta get
1: fired, dude. <laughs> <laughs> are, 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 is this the lawyer from, uh, from making, making mad? It bad?
0: <laughs> no. Yeah. So, so, I mean, I understand not getting taxed up to a certain amount, say 21,000. That's really hard to make, to live on period per, per year. So, okay, let's not tax years. those. That's the thing. Here you could leave you could
2: live easily, let's say in a, in a big city like Madrid, with like 15, 20,000 bucks a month uh, a year. That's, and that's living very good. Like in the small city that I'm living at, all of our expenses with my wife traveling, paying our car, buying our new car next year, another car, and living very well, we don't even get to 12,000 a year. <laughs> Wow. That's, that's less than her salary, just one salary. So all of the contracts that we make on the site, that's savings. Nonetheless, we still pay taxes full. And, well, I'm, I'm kind of OCD on the legislative, that's why it's kind of a surprise of the brackets for me, because um, I have all the forms for like the 130 form is the irfp which is where i have to pay uh what they call retención. that's for every amount of uh money you get paid you have to save that and on april like in the us you get uh, either return taxed or you pay whatever you didn't um save up but apart from that there's the 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 basic tax which is the 21 percent the ir irfp is 15 percent base and uh, the, the common tax is 21 percent uh, going back to that example uh, I have a ten thousand dollar contract I have to save 21 percent and that's that's legally what I have to pay under 21 thousand bucks a month if that's the only contract I have in the year right now what I've been no, no told that's 21
1: thousand a year yeah, exactly. If
2: I, if, I, if I just make that contract of 10000 a year, which is pretty good for me to live here in this small town where I live it, uh, if that's all I make, I still have to pay that 21% flat tax and that IRFP of uh, 15% here legally for me to not get any problems with the equivalent of, no. the, of the IRS, right? which is... Which is Except Hacienda. you don't
1: give a fuck about them. I do, mm-hmm. of course. No, no, I'm saying... Okay, so look, but, <laughs> but, the, but the 21% that you're talking about is the one that you should be adding to the cost of it and that the client pays. Yeah, yeah, exactly,
2: exactly. Yeah, right, so but I... that.
1: So, like, if, if you're selling a product for 100000 you will need to charge them hundred and twenty one to pay for those, that tax. And then yeah, and from of, that, I have to the,
2: deduct 15%, which will leave yeah, me with, you like, Yeah, but you only deduct
1: 15 out of the full one hundred. And then he, like, for example, if it costs 100, the client pays, pays 121, and then the 21 go to the government as, as sales tax. And then from your 100, 15% are taken from the income tax.
2: Yeah, exactly. Which leaves and, me with, with less than the 100% that I have to pay, yeah. that, I, that I would get. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, so now that we've gotten everyone's finances taken care of. <laughs> No, but uh, I'm just saying, like, for instance, do you believe that there should be a bracket system or do you believe that no matter how much money you make, you pay a flat tax? Flat tax, definitely. Flat tax, right? I mean, because that way, if you make, that way, if you are a super smart businessman that makes 200 billion, you know what I'm saying? That that probably, that bracket doesn't exist, that bracket never thought that that person would make that much money, you know what I'm saying? And also, let's keep in mind, too. That depending on just because the company makes 200 billion doesn't mean that the one person makes 200 billion, you get exactly, what I'm saying? yeah, like, definitely. You know, and that's where I, you I get see.
2: deductibles. Because I let's say I save a right. lot of money on deductibles, I'm very organized with deductibles, but I have another couple of friends that are also like freelancers, autonomous as they call them here. Uh, you have to pay for that a quote per month, and if you want to get it sorted out right, you have to pay to an accountant. Um, but it's a flat rate as far as I know, right? For the first two years, since I'm new at it in this country, I get a a 75% discount, which is huge for me. But after those two years, I'm going to have to pay as much as my friends. Um, The thing is that my friends don't try to keep um, an organized uh, deductibles, record of, Yeah, record, like and that's that's where, or where most of the time I save almost from 50 to 70% of my taxes in deductibles. While my friends, since they don't have that record, they have to pay everything 100%. And that's where my question is, is that a bracket or how does that work with the deductibles? No, that's a racket.
1: It's a bit different. That's a racket. <laughs> what you're doing, deducting absence and LSD tabs. From your taxes? Yeah, that's a racket. That's not a bracket.
0: I uh, the, there's an app that I use here um for for our freelance work, which is, is called Racket Brackets. It's called Racket Bracket, called the racket bracket app. <laughs> no, no, it's called uh, Capital with a Q. And basically, every time that you get a deposit, you set the parameters. Say, you know, if I get paid more than three hundred dollars, or if you have an account that you just specifically have that is for your incoming freelance work, right? They any time that you see a deposit, I want you to remove seventeen percent and take it to to an account. Now, Capital is a, it, it has its own account. It's like a it, it takes your money out from your bank and into their account. Right. So at the right. end of the year, when it comes time to to do your taxes, you go to your accountant. You 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 try to deduct as much as you can, but you already have the money that you're supposed to pay. Right. If you had, if you didn't deduct anything, you know what I mean. I mean, ideally, and so you, so you want to be able to
1: just save it yourself without having to have that little like piggy
0: box. Well, I'm just saying for, for I'm probably like your friends Diego, where I can't really, I'm not good at keeping track of, of everything, you know? So I, I use that app to, to, to leverage an automatic auto, auto save feature. And you can do that a lot now with your own banks too, you know, but, but I'm just saying, so I use, Sorry, I
1: wasn't trying to like,
0: you know, knock on, no, no, man, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But, (laughs) but I, but like some people need abacus. Yeah. Hey, what Hey, I kind of fuck with abacus.
1: <laughs> the young um, one's gonna be like, "Who the who da abacus?" That? Who exactly. That
0: abacus that? And um, uh, but but like keeping track of the things that you purchase and the things that, you know how much miles you drive and all these things. At least this is what can be deducted here. I'm not sure how it is over there, but yeah, I'm sure it's yeah. Depending like on that.
2: the type of um, listing that you have as a freelancer, you could deduct like let's say internet, I, and... yeah internet gas because i have to travel a lot and all of my photography equipment all of the computer gears that are buy, all of that i can deduct it
0: yeah so I, I guess what i'm saying is is that like if we're gonna do this ubi thing right and and, and in my opinion and, and what we were saying before is if we're gonna do this ubi thing we should probably remove all entitlement programs you know we're gonna get rid of uh social not social security yeah social security we're gonna get rid of uh welfare uh e b t or food stamps I'm not sure uh, how that would be affected but you know let's just leave that there right because mm-hmm. we'll leave ebt but but in the you know on on the major ones right then that's when I say okay we could do uBI if we get rid of that right mm-hmm. but if we're gonna do that, then we should also on the flip side give something to you know be be fair and and say hey we're gonna do a a flat tax you know doesn't matter how much you make you know and then you as a as a business owner could you know tax your company accordingly whatever it is but you give yourself you cut yourself a salary so you decide how much money you want to make a year you know what I mean
2: oh yeah totally I believe the first uh, mistake of uh, a freelancer is not treating themselves as a business and an employee if I just take all the income that I make and I spend it as an individual and I'm not saving a percentage of that for what I'm building as a company, then I'm starting to fuck up. And yeah. that's where I start to, to to mention that phrase that Kiko quoted. Uh, do I start blaming the world because I'm not being successful as a business? Or do I take responsibility that I'm not being a good businessman or woman and projecting my business as a business just handling it like as an, like as an individual which exactly. I could do if I was an employee from a third company because they're doing that themselves Perfect. but yeah I get you however having a <laughs> <laughs> having the um, being being raised in, um, in, a, in a split home uh, in a family where my mom pretty much had to take care of my three brothers and one of them being crippled with disabilities. No. Um, would UBI be enough for her and taking away all of the other helps that she was able to get? Well, she never got help because she never applied for any of that. That's like where, where, where I was doing it. But for the people that need it, I don't think that's the same as a struggling artist on, on with their own needs as a woman that has or a man that has three kids and one of them with disabilities. If you take away all that stuff that they're going to need. Luckily, my family didn't need it, but like like I don't need unemployment right now. But there's a lot of families that do need it. And that's where I draw the line between There's people that need UBI and there's people that need UBI and so many other things because they're not just themselves and their kids are not able to cash in on that extra income.
1: Yeah, but the thing is, in these cases, I would say that the UBI would work in a way where like, let's say your mom gets UBI, right? But then Mm -hmm. she has kids. The UBI will have some sort of like clause, like for every kid you have, you get 300 extra. Mm-hmm. something like that because i don't think i mean first who gets the ubi anyone over 18. i don't know that that's not my
0: wheelhouse but i would say that no, i'm saying know, like
1: it's, it's not i mean regardless of the wheelhouse like where where would we we have to put a because like, it couldn't be you couldn't make it so that everyone alive has it because then right you're just gonna, gonna have people it. having kids I, in the hoods <laughs> like for unemployment, you can month. get
2: unemployment just by being 18 you have to apply for it there's research between what you've done yeah but and the how ubi thing is to supposed
1: to be it. like you just give it to everyone
0: yeah the yeah, universal then, no, basic no, income that gets rid of gets rid of all administration so like instead get, of us paying rid of, for explain yeah so instead of us getting rid of i'm sorry instead of us paying like these people to 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 vet the research and vet this and and then also get lost in administrative costs and I'm sure you know there's a little bit of fraud going on and things like that. You you actually minimize that, right? So like, Kiko actually had the numbers, and we pay, I don't know, like thirty or forty percent of it. What was it, Kiko? That goes that's just lost in translation. Yeah.
1: Well, well, what? what uh, so we collect from from what I understand, we collect about fuck. I don't remember the, the numbers, but it was something like the amount of taxes that we collect. Is, is, is more than what it would take to, to have UBI installed, obviously taking we're getting rid of everything else uh, of all health programs. And then once you have that in place, uh, you are actually duplicating the, the effective amount of what you're using, because all welfare programs have like a fifth, almost close to 50 percent loss. In bureaucracy, in policing, in uh, in administrative. Right, right.
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: Is Even that, are you gonna been... play some bass
0: or? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just plucking around. I, I do you hear it? No, but I'm just like, oh, I, yeah, I'm, was, just, I'm just. I've
2: been waiting for saying. you like, to,
1: like to be like, hey guys, I want to show you something personal.
0: Just... Like in
2: Seinfeld, every time we make a, a punchline or something, you just go like, pow, pow. Pow, pow,
1: pow. just wanted to make sure like are you engaged or are you having your your bass class at the same time and not giving a fuck about (laughs) it no no no
0: i'm engaged i just wanted to like get my my hand my uh my finger work here done for all the listeners
1: steven is actually starting to slap at the bass and he's actually taking uh bass classes yeah yeah
0: a really cool guy um he's got his own podcast too it's called music mentor so you should uh Yep, I'm just giving him a shameless plug right here. Here you go. <laughs> for those who are it's listening. Cool,
1: man. It's cool, At this stage, you know, we're not charging for those. So, hey, man, good thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, he's he's learning to slap <laughs> at a bass, and I'm super glad because me, I'm, as a musician, I was like, yo, so I'm super glad because if he's slapping a bass and if he gets good at it, then maybe he can slap at my bass. Well, yeah, I mean, that was awesome. By, by, by that, I mean, like, you know, my the instruments that I would have in my studio because I could be interpreted like he could be slapping... My personal base is like attached to me, but that wouldn't be a base. So I don't know. But, you know, some people out there could look at it a different way, which is cool because I have nothing against the gays, but I'm not myself. At least I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, was long.
2: <laughs> Over explained. <laughs> um, that was nice. That was nice. I really liked that when I when I was like starting to get into the, the squad cast thing. You guys, yeah. Kiko was like telling you something about a scale or something. And I'm like, Oh shit. Nice. I actually thought that Kiko was teaching you how to slap that bass.
0: No, he's uh yeah. So I just, I, you know, I've got a couple of musical people in my life and it's cool because like, uh, it's, it's, it ranges, right? Like in our last podcast, we were talking about cameras and stuff, you know, and we could talk as easily about cameras as about, you know, Uh, economic policies as you know music that's what we love the podcast really it's just typical topics typical guys or gals and you know what i mean just uh necessary conversation you know exactly no but yeah it is
1: true necessary conversations i think is the is the thing because we always we always struggle so hard to find an identity to the podcast but it's like the identity is that we're typical people looking at the vast world that we're living in and the vast amount of information that you have to consume and then try to make sense out of it. So, you know, talking about this UBI stuff makes me really think like just in general, it's so hard to like compromise and find like a meeting point in things, you know, right, right. like obviously, you know, this podcast is, is really just a fuck around. But we try to sometimes make sense. And 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 the thing is, I want people to be better. And I don't know if people think that because me and Steven normally lie a little bit to the right of the center, uh, that, you know, we're some kind of way. Cause there are some people nowadays that don't even have that in them to fucking discuss with somebody that they don't agree with a hundred percent. But it's like <clears throat> being in that situation is just, you want to be open to talk to everybody and debate things that are important, you know, because otherwise What's the answer? Like we all kill each other? No, I think we gotta talk about this shit. And I mean, and and you've heard many podcasts. Yeah, well, we have people that don't agree with us, and and that's right. that's super cool, you know. Yeah, that's
2: why I enjoy so much listening to this podcast, and why I was so excited to be able to be here, because. Like I told you guys, I've been in, like, three-hour rides when I'm just like, oh, what the fuck are they talking about? And in other episodes, I'm like, yeah, totally, man. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty nice, definitely. Yeah. Well, Excited. now that you're
1: here, because, like, you know, people think, like, normally if you're in a position like this, you, you don't want anything negative to come about. But, like, we want everybody to be able to have their opinion. And now that we're small, we're able to sort of address it in a more direct way. But, um, I mean, not to get out of the UBI situation where we, we can talk continue to speak but was there any other topics that you were hearing us maybe on our way to some little town in spain and then me and steven said some shit that you're like man if i had this guy next to me i would just straight up slap him in the face like flick his (laughs) dick like yo what the fuck
2: (laughs) i remember episode i'm not sure if it's 32 with daniela about gender equality Mm. right so Well, first of all, with the UBI, I think being in a country like Colombia, like closing that that subject, um, where I had family in government that were actually uh, controlling the way that income was spread out through the less fortunate per se, um, I got to see how much corruption there was inside of that. So for a system like UBI to take out the middleman that's trying to keep that corruption away, I think that would just I mean, what keeps me from having people that die making fake Social Security numbers to collect their UBI? Who's going to make sure that that doesn't happen?
0: No, that's why the there is a there is a valid like reason as to probably why this hasn't been implemented. It just seems a little bit. too. Yeah, but no,
1: but but take a look at it like it's already look, look at it this way the people that you're talking about in Colombia that steal all this money from government, right? The reason why they're able to steal it from government is because the money that comes in from the taxpayers, they're supposed to analyze that budget and decide what needs to be used to do what things. So then they grab this pot and they're like, we're going to keep 90%. I mean, it changes depending on how corrupt your country is. But for example, in Venezuela, you take 90% straight to the dome, you know, and then with the other 10%, you pay off some people to shut the fuck up and then with one percent, you do a little bit of whatever infrastructure you were gonna make to show the people, oh look, or, or you. So at the end of the day, when when you when you make it less transparent, right, it's harder for you to follow the corruption. But when you say, look, every money that comes here in is gonna be split into one thousand dollar checks every month to other people, it's a lot easier to keep track of that. Yes, you are gonna have every system is gonna have like little fucking. Hackers, right, creating social accounts so they can get the thing sent to them, of course. But but compare that to the amount of money that gets stolen by the fact that there's people controlling those funds directly when they arrive and decide where, how they're going to be used. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, there's just a lot easier to fucking steal it all when you control the system within rather than you trying to hack the system and trying to get, like, one little profile there. But, I mean, I totally get you. But do you see, like, I just think it's, like, not as vast as, as it is already with the system we have in place in our countries.
2: Right, right. For me, the problem is the people. And that brings me into the other subject, which is what jobs do we replace with AIs or programming? Which I love because I remember once my brother, who was a programmer um, for Out of Desk, he quoted, uh, programmer is always working on how to get rid of his job and still have a job. Because programmers are always making bots and automi- automi- uh, out- automatizing the way they work so that other people could do it or that people don't have to do it anymore. So this is a perfect example or, of where we have to get rid of the people that are making that shit unviable and un- un- unproductive by corruption and have an AI analyze it so that if you're making fake IDs to be able to collect that UBI, you you actually notice that this person actually died three years ago because there's a, a declare, declaration of a disease declaration, yeah, and you no be. longer have to keep in, in in on top of that. Definitely, I do believe that there's a 50 50 um, a 50 50 um, blame in between the people that are taking advantage of the system from with the administration and from the other side that's why i do believe in ubi but i do believe that it has to happen further on when we're able to get rid of the shitty people that are actually doing that
1: and it's not by getting people bro bro but the thing is i want to clarify at least from my end i think stephen agrees but obviously you know we are two independent people but the way way that I looked at this is, it's not that I like UBI. I just think UBI is a better uh, alternative to the current welfare system. If you ask me what's ideal, ideal is a 10% flat tax for everybody and we take care of very basic shit that has to do with your own protection, protection of your private property, a very, very basic uh, medical system for emergencies and like police and... and, uh, firefighters you gotta have to have a little bit of military okay now that's not gonna happen ever because we're never yeah. gonna go that we're not gonna trace back that you know like a true libertarian it's never gonna happen so what we have in place now is a welfare system that's unfair is inefficient and is easily corrupted so ubi reduces all of those things
0: mm-hmm.
1: it cannot be zero because at the end of the day it's being managed by the fucking government which is the problem right but it's either that or we fucking go to Wild Wild West with sheriffs and shit, sher- and we fucking shoot each other and you know, like those. I mean, it would be cool to do those little duels, like. But <laughs> so what? I- you know what I'm trying to say is with this is like, what do you eliminate? You eliminate motherfuckers trying to cheat the system, and say like I'm disabled but I am disabled, or I'm poor but I'm not poor, or I'm working on the side so I'm still unemployed and getting checked. You remove those fuckers. You remove the people inside that are inefficient. By nature. Not not ill intended, just inefficient. You get rid of the ill intended motherfuckers that are stealing from the inside. And you get rid of the unfairness of why some people receive it and others not. Which also gets rid of the policing. Yes, there's going to be somebody that's well off and still gets a thousand bucks a month. But he's able to use that and save it so that he can grow. And that's also fair so that the broke motherfucker that gets the one thousand... Well, he's gets it and he's using it for food and shelter and shit, but it's fair because everybody's getting it. So those are all the positive things that it adds to it. But again, it's not like I defend it. Like it's my fucking glory thing to right, go through. Right. I just think it's a lot better than the system we have in place now. Right.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, exactly. I don't want to take away from your, your thing, but the, uh, he said that I, you know, I don't, I don't think that that that's the best option. But the problem is, is that it's the closest option right. for me. For me, you know. Right, right. So, what do you think? I don't Ian?
2: know. I don't know the things that I've never been in that situation. I've never actually known someone that has been in that situation where have have has had to resource to the government for money. You know, even with this whole pandemic thing, like, like do I, you think
0: I, do you think that it would cause more people to not work? That's an, that's the other side of the coin of, the, of that argument. Do you think that once we give people this basic universal income, that they would just morally stop working?
2: Yeah, I don't know how the term morally works in there, but I do think that it will help out by giving people a bigger chance to assess their psychological and emotional stability. Because most people aren't working because they want to be working in that is because they just want to keep their basics in. And uh, that's where I agree with the UBI or with any type of uh, system where people are having their basics met so that they could work out to know what it is that they want to do, you know? And that's where I believe, well, I can't remember exactly what number episode it was, but I'm not sure if it was you or Santi that mentioned that during the pandemic, people realized that people needed to do something. For me, the pandemic, it's kind of, um, I mean, it is real because I know its it's been happening and shit, but since I've been used to work in front of my computer and to have my own... Um, uh, what do you call it? My own schedule. Yeah, my own schedule, uh, my day by day without anybody having to look over my shoulder. I wake up at the same time. I exercise, I eat, I get on my computer 12 hours a day or go and look for business elsewhere. Um, for me, the, the whole pandemic thing and for most of my family, it it didn't happen, you know, like it's there because I know it's real, but it didn't affect me. And the fact that I, I was missing going outside or that I needed to go and socialize, because I, I do socialize, but it didn't take away from my business. Um, but I do think that the, the UBI or system where people's needs are met, it's gonna help them a lot in that whole, specifically in the US, um, the depression that brings them to the triangle where it's uh, work, spend, entertained but there's really little self build up like as an artist an artist has that an artist is always spending each little second that they have to their own to get better at their craft and it's what they what they project as their life and what they want to get to do a lot of people worldwide don't get to do that like i get people close to me, around me, that I see them miserable at their job, and they haven't had the time to experiment anything else, and that just keeps taking them deeper into that uh, kind of unaware uh, state of depression, where they don't even know that they're depressed because they haven't had therapy. They don't know how to assess to where, where, where they're going into a rabbit hole um, from just keep the cycle within that triangle that keeps them expanding and then they go take that into their generations, descending into their next generation and into their next generation. And they don't see how that keeps them away from a a complete success that it's like, first of all, me being, being stable mentally and emotionally, and then being able to invest the time that I need to, to work my craft. Whether it is that I'm happy as an employee and I want to be the best employee ever or as a photographer, an architect, a musician, you know, I think that's, that's, that's very important about, and I know we don't like communism, Kiko, I don't know about you, Steve, but oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. that's the Bring beauty the of communism, but, but that's the
1: beauty of communism. <laughs> Bring the here so I can, you know, I can chew them in a bodega. <laughs> that's even right there. Even right. from Cuba, in Cuba, there are a lot of communists at all, unless you... Yeah. them. No I, yeah. and, I've, and, I've, always, I, I've always argued a lot
2: about, um, like, the principle of Marx, which is, like, the principle of communism, where everybody gets to live fair. But then when they take it to that new age communism, where they think that just because everybody is able to get the same things, nobody could have anything else, like that problem that I saw for so long in Miami, with Cubans and being very close with Cuban doctors that weren't able to have more benefits than their friends that weren't doing anything else as doctors, then that's where I think the, the UBI will help a lot. But also, it's very, I'm not sure if the term is utopic. Uh, it's It's ideal, but it's not real. That's not gonna happen. I mean, it's oh, gonna yeah. take a long time for people to realize, first of all, that uh mentally psychologically emotionally they have to do a lot of research that whole thing about eat pray love find your own balance and then be able to get to where you want to get and then be able to get successful at many other things i believe that's going to take a long time still and ubi is not going to be able to be a viable option well, i mean eventually what we're gonna have
1: to do is the people that want to follow me is we're gonna have to buy an island create a little country tax haven and and just run shit from there i mean it's just gonna have to be that like, <laughs> you know they, they didn't give us any other options so now we're gonna have to buy a little island next to leo dicaprio and johnny depp and I hear yeah,
0: epstein's island is for sale
1: it's for sale right okay. yeah, <laughs> yeah here it's, it must be cheap
0: <laughs> I
1: just don't know. I don't know what how people would feel when we invite them over.
0: You know.
2: The thing the thing the thing why I why I believe that that, that as a society worldwide we're still very No, 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 no. Tell us about naive. Epstein What the fuck is going on? I don't know about him. If it wasn't for your podcast, I wouldn't even know oh, the name. Okay. Honestly. No, we wow. just around Doggy. I was having a lot of land in Colombia to people that didn't have shit, we offer them. Do you want to have this piece of land? We'll give you food. We'll give you everything you need for you and your family to live well. And what you need to do is, uh, like, like a basic, uh, 40 hour a week work and get your salary. Most of those people didn't want that. Most of those people still had the urge to work spend and, and and entertain which is it's normal it makes sense it's like the basics of urbanism as a society and those are the three pillars of urban development
1: what about but so, so, so what was it that you that they were being offered a place to stay a farm and shit but they needed to work the land and then give you the money that's made out of it like how did it work
2: um we have land will build the house for their family people that had no house for their family people that were living in like um like uh like chavolas i don't know how you call that like yeah yeah, yeah favelas. Like, the
1: hood yeah like, like in, a motherfucking, in a project
2: <laughs> yeah but yeah but more than but that. not even in the outskirts of cities but i'm talking like in the middle of the a rural Lombo. area
1: Lombo. where Lombo. all
2: of the all of the um, all of what they were able to make was from Lombo their land <laughs> What they were able to make and consume was from their land. And I'm talking about families with four or five members of a family living in, a, in 50 square meters in two rooms, uh, what, what, cooking with thing, stoves. One thing in
1: parenthesis is important. If you cannot afford your own life, not just have one kid, have many. Make it challenging. Sorry, <laughs> go on. <laughs> right. That's what separates you from the boys. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> If one is hard, have five from different daddies too. All right, so sorry.
2: <laughs> no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, many of these families were like that. Like, some of them were kids from a second or,
1: but what, or, or what, an like, affair. Get, get to the get to the nitty gritty. Like, what was it that they were that they, you were offering? Oh, complete self-sustainability. Com-
2: complete self sustainability self, So self, 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 what but for the
1: free? We're free no.
0: you, you you build a house for them. Yeah, they work on that land. They yeah. which harvest. is our land, which, which is our is land. land. And what yeah. is harvested from your land, or what is brought from your land, you handle that. They just need they just need to make sure that they'll 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 have a roof over the over their head, food on their table. And yeah, some, and they get and a, and a percentage of
2: what we get from the land, so they can make some money. Like. Like just with quails, with quails, we develop an economic study, which in nine square meters, you can make enough for a family to live with a little bit more than the minimum wage in Colombia. And most of those people didn't actually want that.
1: And Okay, but why didn't they want it? Because it involved them working hard?
2: Yeah. Well, it's not even hard. It's three times a day feeding them and that's it. Oh, but because like, like literally up to quails that.
1: like these are animals, that then you sell yeah. for, for, for eating.
2: Yeah, for eating, you could sell the eggs. You could sell the quail for eating and for breeding, which sell pretty good.
1: Okay, so so let me just get this straight. I'm one of these uh, campesinos, right? From from the from the places I have, you know. I'm a girl. I have five kids. Okay, so I and I have a husband. You come to me. Whatever you, like, you look, identify go, with, bro, it's fine. What? <laughs> no, I mean that's today. That's what I identify with. So you tell me, look, we're going to build on this land a little house and a little farm for you to live with you with your family, right? Yeah. And what you need to do is you need to work this land with the quail. Yeah. And then the quails, you just do that. and Then we take care of those quails and we commercialize them and we sell them, et cetera. And then you give them a percentage, a small percentage of those quail sales as like a bonus for them to have on top exactly. of the fact that they're living there and eating free because they eat from the land as well exactly and they is that what you were offering and then they didn't want that because why
2: they had other aspirations or they wanted to work in other things you know what the funny thing is the people that had money saw the business opportunity in that and they accepted that and they made like Six times that uh, amount of basic income that they wanted to get, and they turned it into really good businesses. But the ones so that needed just the basic income to live, they didn't want it. The business people that were so already making like money, people they in did.
1: Higher classes ended up taking those opportunities that you provided them, even though you would think like this would have been a golden opportunity for those at the bottom.
2: Yeah. Specific is 245 families in the sector that we were developing this. And we wanted to do it with the five families around us that, that were poor and that were struggling to make just a basic income. And we tried it with all five of them and none of them wanted it. The funny thing is that the higher class. Cause this is a place where let's say there's someone like my family that has a lot of land and has a lot of money. And out of those 240 families, there's like 12 families that are like my my dad's family that they have the means to be able to exploit that. The other families are literally families that have to go on a bike carrying like a shitload of weight of, uh, vegetables and fruits that they make in their little farmland in the backyard and try and sell it in the street. The thing is that they wanted that liberty to be able to do it their way. And that's where I think the UBI would be also uh, a big problem because you you condition people to live a certain way. And most of the time they're going to try and do it a different way that is not beneficial to them due to education and projection of business.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I said at the beginning, I don't think we're voting for UBI. It was up to me personally, you know, like no help. You go get, you go get it, right? Low tax, like pretty much, the only tax we pay is for policing, private property, and then the rest, which is the wild, wild west, the economy will be booming right? for, so, me it's for, for me is
2: education yeah, for me is education
1: because for me I feel lucky Cause I, I feel lucky
2: because like- I've had education that has uh, made me think differently than a lot of many others that I've had around me that have had way more money and I'm not talking about the amount of money that people could have I'm talking about the level of education that these people could have and it's not school it's community that's what I think that that money with UBI should be invested in, like it's really not going to help society if you give them a thousand bucks. Everyone, yeah, dude, but the, but the, as the, well as the spending fuck the you people, give this
1: money to that's the problem. Why the do you God have I to give it, it to
2: someone? Why do you why, why do you have to give that money to someone where you could just start fixing basic right, problems you, okay, so, like this like, is the like problem, urbanism? Though, you
1: say don't give it to someone. Give it to the government so they can use it. The government is nothing, really. The government is people. So you are giving it to people that are gonna make a decision of like, oh yeah, let's spend this money this way. So it is one motherfucker deciding what they're gonna do with a bunch of money that's not theirs. But that's where the problem lies. That when people see like, oh, we're gonna spend four billion dollars in this program, all right. It's not my money, so so you're not trying to fucking make that as efficient as possible as in the private market. But that's the that's the that's the the problem is that I get what you're saying. Like okay. Isn't it better if we use it for things that we know can improve the world instead of giving it to them for them to spend? Yes, but then who the fuck decides what it is that we need to do for them? To, you, you do schooling, okay? That's, that works. But the problem is it gets lost in the way. It's like a pipe system that doesn't work, and at every passing, water fucking drips. Right. That's the way I see it.
2: Totally, totally, and I agree with you. That's why I believe more in urbanism. Then I don't I don't believe at all in traditional education. I'm not one for and I've done two careers in the university and I went to normal school and I think all of them are shit. Honestly, most of the things I've learned, I've, I've learned self-thought thanks to the Internet, because for once in our lifetime, we have the means to learn the shit that we want to learn and get in touch with the people that we want to get in touch with. And that's why for the first time in the history of humanity, we have the ability to make things different, which is, yeah, it's not giving people all the money and it's not giving it to government, but it's investing in urbanism, which is just basically making sure that everybody is living well, you know, that there's not going to be a ghetto because that money that's being given to people to keep living in a ghetto, the way they want to keep that quote unquote ghetto, which is a horrible term. Um, That way is a a government investment into making sure that the beautiful places of the cities are everywhere. And that's what makes people start wanting to open their mind to other things. You know, most people, when they go from a rural area or from a ghetto to a beautiful place, like let's say the center of Madrid, um, They start thinking about other things because it opens their mind and it connects them with other people, creative people and people that are differently educated. And that's where I think that education, not as the traditional system of education, but as changing what education is could really change things, which is then again, just a hypothesis. This is nothing which I have uh, uh, um, an understanding of a study that has been done about
0: it. But generally speaking, I do agree. I feel but it's it's how do you maintain the system and make people happy and give people what, what we've been giving them while at the same time still changing a system. And I agree with you, the reason why you didn't find, or at least I think because I, I feel the same way, the reason why I didn't take away some kind of you know, epiphany from my, from my college education is because I, I wasn't interested nor do I feel like the, the way that I was learning was effective. However, I learned that by, by being and understanding how important education is, we were able to look and find and learn things on our own where mm. if you don't know what education is, if you don't really subscribe to the idea, then you're, you'll never go off and try to learn something on your own. Mm. So we, yes, it's part having the information accessible and there's part, believing in the uh in, in in learning in general and you only know you only believe in learning once you've learned
1: i think totally. the, that makes sense keyword, yeah, I think yeah it yeah. makes sense and the, i think the key word there is education i think it's another debate will be on how are we able to centralize this education so that it's not biased by the government in any way but that it does provide all the necessary knowledge that kids need to progress in life and be good citizens but you know i think that was a great great uh way of looking at it and and diego thank you for 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 that input uh and and i'm just grateful for for this conversation i think we gotta have more of these conversations where we delve into into topics that are important and and do understand that we're not experts at this so at the end it is our opinion from the knowledge that we have we're not trying to say that we're experts at this but hey fuck it why shouldn't we and anyone just discuss things and try to things shed through and become better at life and i and i'm knowing what can make society better so anything you guys want to add before before we conclude this guys
0: no i'm, I'm just grateful that diego kind of shines some light especially through his experiences and and uh, i hope to keep on having you on the the show you know whenever you feel like coming on so thanks man thanks well there is one thing that i want to to add and it's
1: God how much
2: man. time? Oh my god. <laughs> Come on guys. <laughs> okay. It's my first time in the Prosky doodles.
1: <laughs> All right man, go. I'm going to have to pay these guys overtime. All right, go. Go go. It's, go, it's ba- how much how no, much no, we time? Care. Go, go. go it's how
2: much time <laughs> we spend entertaining ourselves or educating ourselves cuz at the end most of the time that I see people around me that have amazing potential are just flipping through Instagram or TikTok and just cragging up. That same time could be spent watching tutorials or getting out of the comfort zone and, and being away from that dopamine addiction to just laugh and, and put in the work because that's, that's the hardest thing to get people to do. Get out of their comfort zone to progress. Agreed. That's it. That's it. I swear, nothing else. No, no, that's, no, no. that's really cool, man. So.
1: Like I myself, and, and, and I really hope that the Broski Doodles acts as this for many people. Like, I listen to a lot of audiobooks and podcasts while I'm doing other things. And like like in your case, you're going driving to a town because you got to do work and you put the podcast. And it provides you maybe some entertainment, but also some knowledge on things. And, and that's what I do with other content. So I think that we're at an age where we can actually um, make it so that all this content can work for us. And it's so much easier to... Uh, to extract it from the internet. So definitely get better at all that shit and, 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 and get that knowledge. And I'm just saying this because I need to have the final word on my podcast. And I felt <laughs> like Diego was coming in. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Stevie, anything else? No, man. That, that final word don't, is yours. Don't let really. him shine like that. No,
0: he's... he's Thank you guys he's for that. He's that. yeah. awesome me, for, for coming on. <laughs> no, he's still, no. like acting
1: humble about it and don't. cute and shit. Like, fuck him.
0: Hey, fuck Kiko. Don't worry about him.
1: (laughs) Thanks for tuning in, guys. And
0: uh, Diego, we'll see you back here again, I'm sure. Peace.
2: All right. Peace, guys. Thanks.
1: Peace, man.